In religion class, from time to time, we would get done a few minutes early, and that meant one thing. It was time for rapid-fire questions and answers. You know, the light-hearted questions with simple answers, like, if God loves everyone, then why is there hell? Or, my nanny's a Jehovah Witness, and she told me that, fill in the blank here, is that really true? But among all the rapid-fire questions, there is one that comes up pretty frequently. It's a question I used to wonder about a lot when I was young, and perhaps it's a question you used to imagine when you were a child as well. It's the age-old question. What does heaven look like? Clouds, gates, your old dog Rover who ran back to his farm upstate. These are all things that we've told will be in the kingdom of heaven. And to be honest, it's probably answers like those that made us stop imagining what heaven looks like. We know the culmination of the Christian life couldn't possibly be reduced to cumulus clouds and retriever reunions. But today's gospel seems to want to ignite our childlike imaginations once again and ponder the question, what does the kingdom of heaven look like? Christ doesn't bombard us with hackneyed imagery. Instead, he gives us three clues so that we'll know when the kingdom of heaven is getting close to us. The first thing Christ says about the kingdom is it will overtake your life so that you will give life to others. Mustard seeds are very small, and when they are all grown up, not only are they huge, but they are invasive. Plant one mustard shrub and more and more will keep on growing. And we all know those things in our lives which are our mustard seeds. Things which seem to be taking over more and more of our time and our energy. And we often may wonder, are those things bringing us closer to the kingdom or are those things taking us away? Christ offers an interesting litmus test. Are birds of the air coming to make nests? That's to say, those things that are taking over our lives, are they for the benefit of others? providing them shelter and rest, or are these things that are taking over our lives for our own sake, for our own personal benefit? If the former, if it's for the sake of the other, we might be getting closer to the kingdom of God, a kingdom where we live for others and not for ourselves. The second thing Christ says about the kingdom of heaven is it will change you forever. In chemistry, there are two types of reactions, physical and chemical. Physical ones can be undone, melting an ice cube. You take it out, put it back in the freezer, 
and it's ice again. But chemical reactions cannot be undone. Pouring red vinegar into baking soda is what makes volcanoes erupt in science class. And wish as we might so that we could have unlimited lava, we can never get that gaseous fizz to go back to its original form of baking soda and vinegar. One encounter with each other, and both are changed forever. The same is true with yeast and wheat, taking the sugar in from the dough and creating pockets of air as the loaf-to-be gets bigger and bigger. It's quickly unable to ever assume that flat shape ever again. But far more potent of a catalyst than baking soda or yeast, I wonder when your last encounter was with forgiveness with love, with mercy. I wonder if you remember how it changed you, how with all the fear in the world, you confessed a fault, and the wave of relief that washed over you as you heard, I forgive you and I love you. Those words that change us forever. A mercy so deep and a love so profound that we are left with no other choice but to share it with others so that they too can experience that limitless love, that rich, rich mercy. That's all another sign we might be getting closer to the kingdom of heaven. That once we've encountered it, there's no going back. The last thing Christ says about the kingdom is once you've seen it, you'll reorder your whole life to have it, and not for your sake, but for that of others. Maybe at one point in your life, it was a car or a house or one of those ridiculously expensive pairs of sneakers. We can all think of something that we've seen and wanted or almost needed to have. And whether we ever got that thing or not, we always know that the happiness that we'll get from it, it'll be a fleeting one at best. Those items that bring us power, prestige, and status, they never really do much of anything except leaving us wanting more power, prestige, and status but not so in the kingdom. The more forgiveness, the more love, the more mercy we receive, the more we want to share it and not hoard it. We go out and we buy the field, we go to the market and buy the pearl of one great price, not to claim it for ourselves, but to claim it so that we might share it with others, claiming it as a gift for all and never as a gift for ourselves. Clouds, gates, and white marble floors, that all seems rather boring. But invasive shrubs, explosive chemical explosions, and something so great that we trade everything that we have in the world to hold onto it for one second. 
That's the kingdom of heaven we're called to imagine with youthful excitement. All the great things to imagine making this kingdom of heaven possible right here on earth.